Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to yet another episode. I'm your boy, Amit, and here is with me, Christopher Masani. What's happening, Chris? Hey, Amit. How's it going? Trying to point to you again. I'm pointing the wrong way. <laughs> Every single time, we try to point to each other, and we point in the wrong direction. I think I finally got it. It's the opposite direction. <laughs> the opposite direction of what you think. I That went through my mind at the beginning of this. I was like, I'm going to point to Amit, point the other way, and I still did it wrong. <laughs> Speaking of opposite directions, yes. we are going in the direction in this episode about course sales pages. Course sales pages. That. I had no clue how it did. That's good. So sometimes when you're creating a course sales page, you know what you want to say, you know what the headlines are going to be, you know what all the copy is going to be. And then you get stuck on the template and you're like, how do I set this all up and have nice pictures on it? How do I make it really pop? How do I give it the pizzazz? That's what we're going to talk about today is how to get professional looking pictures for your course pages. And a lot of this, honestly, is just about using the right services, no it? Yes. And then in the end, Chris, we will uh, give out a free link tree tool. There's so many of them, but this one, I just started using it. It looks pretty cool. I'll actually share my, uh, my screen, show you what it does. And then, yeah, we'll share that at the end. So right. stick around if you want to hear about that free tool. Yeah. The first thing I do, I used to use remove.bg, which stood for remove background. Me too. And then... Canva just bought them and was like, you guys already have the technology, might, might as well buy you. And we all have Canva. <laughs> so now I do that in Canva and I just upload my photo. It could be a photo, just me taking a random photo of myself. I don't care about the lighting. I don't care about my background because I'm going to remove it and edit it all together, right? Yeah. Just that I'm wearing something professional. I can take a selfie or just put it on a stand, take a photo with my iPhone, upload it to Canva and remove background. Remove and background and it, it's very it good. You can either put it on your page. Yeah. Put it on your page as is without the background, like with the background gone, or you can replace it with a professional looking background. Yeah. So here's a tip on this is that if you're creating that background and you remove the background, you can then choose to export it as a transparent background. That'll make it to, so whatever's on your page will be the background behind you. And it can make you look like you're sitting in front of anything. And you'll see this a lot on web pages where someone might even take a full screen shot or a full body shot of them standing. And then they make that background transparent, put it on their page, and it looks like they're standing right in the middle of their web page. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. that's our number one tip is just Canva. Now, we talked about removing the background. If you want to add something or replace that background, you've removed it mm -hmm. in Canva. Canva also has mockups. Yes. People can search for mockups and they can export any mockup as a background image and then just impose themselves, superimpose themselves on top. Yeah, they've also got mockups to where you can get, let's say, a, a mockup of a laptop with a screen that's empty. And they make it so that you can drop any picture you want on that little laptop screen. And it'll look like that laptop screen has that picture on it. So you could take a picture of your own website, drop yeah. it on that little laptop screen and make it look like your website's on that laptop screen. And they have literally dozens of those. So you can put your own picture or another picture on all kinds of different mockups. That's a good idea. That reminds me, 
I don't know if people still do this. I certainly don't. Like when Horses first came out and they were the next big thing, right? 2015, yeah. 2016. Everyone wanted to, wanted that little image that showed a laptop, a phone, a tablet with your horse images yeah. on it. I feel like nowadays no one cares because it's like table stakes. Everyone yeah. just assumes that your image or your course is going to work on every single device. It's true. But if you do want something like that, you can create that kind of image super easy on Canva. It's like when people used to have CDs or books yes. on their website. Like I, I I did that. I created mock-ups of books and CD cases, right? That I'd put if I, because I, I used to record my courses onto CD and I'd burn CDs in my computer, sold yeah. them on my website for five or $10 a piece. And then I would literally burn the CD, stick it in a case, print out the cover. I, I bought little, um, uh, like those cellophane wrappers that you put the CD in, wrap it up. It looks very professional. Send it in the mail. And people loved getting their courses that way. That's the way we did I it before no online. I, I had no clue about this. So tell us more. Let's digress. What were you selling? <laughs> Oh, I had all kinds of, I had CDs, a lot of courses that I taught instead. I didn't have video courses back then. That was when I just had audio courses because that's the way most of us started. And rather than have them on cassette tape or something, we'd burn them on CD. And of course, that was pretty revolutionary to burn your courses on audio CD. And then someone could take that CD, put it in their car, listen to it and that sort of thing. And yeah, I'd, I'd sell them. teaching? Uh, children's writing and writing in general. So, in, so for instance, I still have a course that's very popular called Children's Writing Book Blunders. And it's about a lot of the blunders that people make, the mistakes make when people write children's books. And I taught that at a writer's conference, I don't know, probably in back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. And people really liked it. And so I thought, I'm going to turn this into a product. So I, I created a CD cover. I used Microsoft Publisher to create the cover. Print yeah. that off on my color printer, and then I'd cut them into squares and put that. And then I bought empty CD cases. I bought CDs I could burn. You bought them from Circuit City. I bought them from Circuit City. By, and most of them I got for free after rebate from Circuit City CompUSA. And then I also I had a CD burner that would actually burn an image into the front of the CD. And so the actual name of the talk would be burned onto the CD. It was yeah. like a CD writer. I've still got it here in a cabinet right behind me. And you can take that, put them all together, and then put that in the cellophane, cellophane wrap, put that in a envelope along with the invoice and ship it off. And it would take someone a week later, they'd get their CD of my teaching. <laughs> and you know what? I sold quite a few of them. And how were people paying you? Because I'm guessing there was no PayPal or carts back then. No, I think there was PayPal back then. I think I may have yeah. received most of my payments through PayPal, but that's early days of PayPal. But yeah, I think it was PayPal. Don't quote and, me on that. It may not have been. I may have had a different processor. Yeah, some of our listeners and viewers will have to Google what Circuit City and what's common. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, uh, it was pretty cool. I also, I, I did some of my books that I self-published. I actually did on my printer. I, I had some mini books. And I bought, I had booklet software on my computer that would print both sides and I'd use a laser printer. So it'd look print quality and I would print a booklet of a small book. And then I had a thick, thicker photo paper that I put with it. I had a special stapler that could staple a booklet and yeah. it actually looked like something that you might, but yeah, it looked like something you get at a conference or something. And that's where I sold them. I'd take those to conferences 
And I'd sell those books for $17 a piece. And I would, I'd sell out of them every time I brought up at conferences. People love that book. It's how to wow. do proposals. So, right, yeah. Let me ask you this before we get back into the episode. Knowing what you know now about blogging, would you, if you could go back, would you try to dominate the children's book writing blog market? I don't know. It's hard with an industry like what I'm in because there are mammoth players in this business. And I think I could have built up a much stronger following earlier on had I taken it more seriously. But once those mammoth players come in, they just wipe everyone out. And that's why it's really better to have it more of a niche something that you work with because children's writing, there's a lot of big children's writing players. There's a lot of writing players that speak to that. But if you talk about how to raise Yorkie puppies, that's very niche. And so you can dominate that against it because there's no big players coming into that. Gotcha. Okay. Good answer. All right. We talked about Canva. We digressed nope. a bit. That was a good, <laughs> good conversation down memory lane, right? You talked about mockups. The next one, Chris, I have is Undraw. Undraw has these open source illustrations that you can use. And I can share my screen for those who are watching this and I'll walk you through it. Chris, have you ever used Undraw? I have never used Undraw. Okay. Let me show you what it does. Undraw, what you do is you can browse. What's cool is you can, on the top here, you can change colors. So you can just pick your brand color here. Let's say your brand color is a green. And now you can take any of these images that looks like illustrations and put them on your site. So let's say you are into children's books. I can just search for books here. And you can see all these images that people are reading books. Here's one that looks like a kid or someone's like stepping on top of books, like taking a few steps and the steps are actually books. So you can use any of these images and you can even change colors. And just like that, you can use these professional looking images on your blog. My guess is that Canva probably has something like this, but this is very nice how it's all in one place. You can just search for these images that all look the same. It makes it very quick. I like this. I like it a lot. Yeah. And you, again, you can search for anything. I've used this for designing my sales pages about online courses, I'll search for a computer and then I'll show people with these different computer looking images and yeah, they are, what's the word I'm looking for? Congruent, right? Like same theme, mm -hmm. you can find different images under that same theme umbrella, which is pretty cool. So yeah, definitely yep. a good tool to try. Very nice, called Undraw. All right. Yep. And then if you want to have templates, are these for whole website templates is what you're, you're thinking here with Graphic River? Yeah, so for Graphic River, I put it down, which will actually take you to themeforest.net. Oh. Let's say you don't want to rack your brains. Like you don't even know where to begin, right? Sometimes that's the biggest hurdle is where do I even begin? You can go here. You can look at some of these. You can just get ideas. I'm not saying go spend 50, 60 bucks buying these templates. But just look at one of these to get an idea of what you can build and then Go build it yourself in your own uh, website builder, whichever one you're using. Yeah, that's really, that's a great tip. There's a lot of the templates that you see on websites that sell templates like ThemeForest are pretty easily replicated. And especially the, just the general look of them. And so if you need inspiration, go to one of these sites, find out how they lay it out, and then just replicate it. Just do it yourself. 
And you can do the same thing with the images. If you're looking for a certain style of images, you might find them on a website like this. And Chris, you and I have talked about this. This is more of the opportunity cost. Can you build this yourself? Sure. Do you want to flex mm -hmm. your skill muscle and do it yourself? Go for it. But why recreate the wheel if someone else has already done it? Chris, you talk about Elementor. Like it would, you would be doing yourself a disservice by trying to recreate something that's legit like $29 yeah. and just buy the thing and just install it on your blog. And it just works right there from the, from that point forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, it's crazy how many of these templates are out here. And you can see this is on, this is for Elementor and it's called the Parallax template. And instead of scrolling down, this one is scrolling uh, horizontally. So yeah, there's some cool stuff you can do on uh, this theme forest. Speaking of cool stuff, I know what you're going to show us next because we cannot get through an episode, it seems, without us talking about AI a little bit. So what can you do with AI when it comes to professional-looking pictures and photos? Yeah, so what you can do is... Yeah, let me see if I can share. I was trying to play in mid-journey, so let me go back to my screen share. Mid-journey is really good for, like, you can maybe do vector images like two-dimensional images you can do yep. logos i have seen some great stuff coming out of dali 3 chris which is looks like it's going to blow mid journey out of the water we'll see we'll see how it goes but i know you like to use the example of dog walking but you also did children's book right so i can say imagine logo for a children's book website so you just give it the command and you can play with it. You can say, then give me a vector logo or a two-dimensional logo instead of a three-dimensional logo. And Midjourney just goes and does it. So those are the different things you can do in Midjourney. It's really Midjourney comes down to essentially prompt engineering and what you can do with the prompts to make AI more creative. Yeah, so you do have to learn prompts. You have to figure out how it works. There's a bit of a learning curve with that, but there's a lot of websites online now that will give you prompts and help you overcome that hurdle. And if for those of you who are watching, there are four very beautiful logos that just popped up, all focused on children's books. And uh, you could use any of these and put it to work right away. And that happened as quick as we've been recording this. So it probably took less than 30 seconds for those to come up. Yep, and I was able to upscale this one that I like, but I can also tell Midjourney, you know what, I like that, but give me more variations of that exact one, which is this one with a little girl reading a book, and now Midjourney is going to make variations, but you can see like some of the details are pretty cool in here, right? Yeah, there's other little animals with her, she's sitting in front of a moon or a sun, and there's plants around her, it's very cute. Yeah, and then... It's going to create variations based on what AI understands that we are asking it to do. Yeah, so definitely Midjourney is a good contender. And again, you can, depending on the prompt you give, you're going to get different results. I think I have some here. Look at this one. This one is so realistic. Full body, farmer tractor, smiling happily, farming tools, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know where I got this prompt from. Definitely not something I would think up. But you can see how realistic these images are. Yeah, so it looks like an actual photo. It's just yeah. stunning. And then 
I did some about a squirrel and a hamster having a baby. But look at this one, Chris. This is an illustration. And this I got from our good old ZimWriter software. Create an image showcasing a bustling office space filled with diverse professionals engaged in energetic conversations. And this is an illustration now that you can use on your blog or yes. your website, whatever you want to use it. It's just amazing. It's really good stuff. So yeah, check out the different AI offerings and I think you'll find that they are suited. Now, I do think as we, we talked about AI a little bit on the last episode and talked about how Canva was announcing a new AI tools. And I believe one of the tools that they are announcing is about building graphics from AI prompts. I think they're going to be incorporating that right inside Canva so that you can nice. put in what you're looking for and it'll just happen in there. And with the money that Canva has, it could be very powerful. Awesome. Then, All right, so Chris, hey, you have one final point. Which one final point. almost too simple. It almost sounds too simple, but hey, if you need some good photos from your site, hire someone to come take some. You can hire someone for not very much money if you want, and they can come and take some nice photos of you. They could take photos of you with your product. They could take photos of you doing different things. And you can put those on the website. You can hire someone who's a professional. You can hire someone who wants to be a professional and usually get some very nice quality photos. And remember, the backgrounds don't have to be perfect. You can take out those backgrounds with Canva. That Not everything needs to be perfect about it. You can manipulate that online. Just get someone to take those photos, especially if you want some photos of yourself, and it'll make it look really good. So those are yeah, our... No, yeah. I was just going to add, Chris, the, when you said you can have someone who's wanting to be a professional, mm -hmm. I think reaching out to schools uh, or universities, yeah. right, where yes. kids are going to learn, like, schools, etc. That's where you can reach out to that talent who, who's hungry. Yes. Or if you reach out to a wedding photographer on a Tuesday where they don't have... <laughs> a wedding happening they might yeah. give you a 50 percent discount or just someone who has a hobby with uh, photography we have some friends who are in their 30s and they just love learning about new things and they've bought, they've spent the money for the expensive cameras and that's half the battle with uh, getting some good photos and so yeah you find someone who's got a good hobby with that has a good camera they can come take pictures for you and then i said for those who stick till the end including you chris thank you for sticking till the end <laughs> I'm going to share this uh, link free tool. So let me first show you what it looks like. And then I'll show you how it works. Okay. So this is uh, called KAE.SO. And this is my link tree. This is what it looks like. Uh, you can see it's free, like simple, but professional looking. If I click here, you can see that all my socials open up here. I even have a tab here for my Salesforce certification. And I have TikTok, Substack, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, email, etc. And I have a little sub statement or a, like a sub headline and then a little blurb about who I am and what I do. Very okay. like, yeah, they look like little icons. It looks like a little up screen or something. Exactly. Yeah. And. This is how it works. So this is all the widgets that are available for you. So you can legit just click on a widget, it gets added, then you can mess around and decide where you want to put it. So this is a Spotify widget, I can make it bigger, put it on my home screen, put my Spotify ID in here. So imagine someone who is a self-published Spotify artist, they could have their Spotify album right here. 
Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. It's really easy to play with. You can change how these icons look. Uh, right now, I had them Apple looking. That's why you were saying they look like an iPhone. But I can have them Windows or Android. And then I can also see or uh, decide whether I want the background to be blur or frosted or just plain background. Yeah, so this is like a link tree. If you if you have a, a link tree is for, let's say you have a single link that you can put on Instagram and you want people to see all of your links. This is where your single link would go so that they could see all of your links. And this is a nice little builder. It makes it very easy. Great find, Amit. Where can they get yeah, that? And here's what the mobile version looks like. Uh, they can get that at kee.so. Kee.so. All right. I might check that out myself. I like it. I like the way that looks, especially the mobile version of it. Yeah, it's really slick. And I was like very impressed how easy it is to build. So on my screen here, I can uh, actually, let me share this tab. On my screen here, I can just change this to a pixel phone or change it to an iPhone. And you can see it is very responsive. Very cool. Very cool. I, I don't know why on your screen it's showing all blowed up, but... It's really big over here. I'm not sure why. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, there, there we have it. Recap, use Canva, remove background images, use Undraw, check out Creative Market or Graphic River for website templates. You can use AI softwares to create vector art and finally get professional photos taken and make those sales pages look professional. Nice. Until next time, keep, keep creating. creating. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.